Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, everybody. It's Connor McGilligan here for the Manchester Evening News on Talking City, of course. We're outside band on the wall. Why am I here? For a drink? No, I'm not. Uh, Manchester City fans are congregating here because the FA have pulled back the kickoff time between Manchester City and Arsenal the Charity Shield today, but it is still ridiculous to some on a Sunday afternoon when it comes to travel and money. We're speaking to Nick and Dante from uh, the Manchester uh, Food Bank and the 1894 Manchester City Supporters Group, where they're telling us exactly why Manchester City fans are here to watch the game instead of at Wembley. We're here with Nick it's full of Manchester City fans here. It's a, it's a fantastic event so far. It looks absolutely packed. Now, what is the reason, Nick, that these City fans are here today in aid of, obviously, the food banks? Let us know what's going on. Yes, yeah, so my name is Nick Clark. I'm here for Manchester City fans' food bank support group. We collect outside the Etihad on men's and women's weekend home games. Um, we are here to primarily to as a boycott against the, the ITV and the FA's decision to hold uh, the Premier League, the, the kickoff of the Community Shield at 5.30pm, which it was at first, which was the latest the Community Shield will have ever kicked off in its 100 odd year history. Um, we think that you know this is indicative of how TV companies have been treating fans over the past 20 or 30 years. We've seen it, it's going to happen even more this season with a 7pm Sunday night kickoff in the Premier League, which is crazy. Our first home game is against Newcastle at 8 o'clock on a Saturday night. It, which is just treating fans as a joke to be honest. so we thought no boycott or protest or anything um, means as much as when you put your money where your mouth is um, and we asked people to donate the cost of their match ticket if they were going to travel down or just do just whatever they felt uh, fair to uh, to a fundraiser uh, we raised over ten thousand um, pounds in just over a month for Manchester Central Food Bank which is the biggest food bank in the Manchester region um, which has covered that they've already told us that that's covered their food purchases for the entirety of summer at a time when obviously we're not outside the Etihad we're not going to be collecting food and um, so this makes a massive difference to so many families struggling in Manchester right now and um, we've sold out nearly 500 tickets um, we've never done anything like this alongside the 1894 fan group um, I'm buzzing to be honest I'm really excited but it, it, it's, it's a show of fan power as well um, that we care about our communities, but that we care about not being taken for granted and treated like um, afterthoughts by the TV companies. And we've got uh, Liverpoolian Scousers, Evertonians coming down with a big donation as well from fan supporting food banks, um, which is fantastic. It just shows the strength of feeling across the country. It's not just a city thing, this is everyone, so every football fan. Do you think you could see yourself doing more of these if? You know, if, I mean, if the demand is there, we sold out our first 400 tickets within two weeks. I think I think there's a first for this kind of thing. Um, as and we start to see the gap widening between fans that are willing to. Um, it's just the, the way that you know this is. Uh, we're coming off the back of a really long season, City fans, where we've paid so much money to go to Istanbul, to FA, to, to Wembley, um, being asked to go to Wembley again on a, a school night, a work night. It's not cheap or easy, is it? No, no, my bank account's still recovering from Istanbul. <laughs> um, badly. 
Um, but you know, still privileged. We're privileged as city fans. But like I say, it's not just a city issue. It's not just a city. this affects all of us. And football is getting less and less accessible. Um, it's not as much of a working class game anymore as it was. I'm very lucky that my dad could afford to take me and my little brother to games from when we were younger. A lot of, lad, lot of lads and girls I know from. Um, God, from back in primary school that uh, seven or eight families used to go to Main Road and the Etihad um, we're the last family left from our area which is a bit, a bit sad um, it's important to take stands like this um, and support the local community which we have done and we continue to do so uh, it, like I say it's not just a city it's not just a Manchester thing this, uh, this fan spot and food banks across Newcastle Liverpool West Ham Villa Ipswich Town South End across the leagues um, football fans have got a lot of power to do good and uh, think, I'd like to think we're showing we're showing that we we're showing that we can do that. Okay, Dante, uh, tell us the backstory of why you're here today, mate. So, you know, we thought if people maybe don't want to go to this game, fans were saying to us, you know, why don't you organise a boycott? We said, okay, if you don't want to go to the game, we'll put on a, a, an event in Manchester, a big screening, and you know, if you want to consider giving some money to the food banks instead, because obviously, if you don't go to the game, charity is missing out because it was the Charity Shield, Stroke Community Shield. So we've given uh, people a reason to still uh, give money to charity, but obviously you don't have to fund the FA. So that's why we've got this event here. And uh, yeah, you know, we sold out the ground kind of anyway, but with obviously a lot of, you know, probably newer fans are taking the taking the first trip to Wembley and this sort of thing. That's you know, we are changing as a club, we are growing as a as a as a fan base. It's not just a oh, it's the Manchester fans, this sort of thing, but, you know, we have got kind of worldwide, you know, it's kind of a global brand now, which is something for us as Manx kind of got to get our heads around a little bit as well. This total boycott would have worked probably two, three years ago, but since, you know, you know obviously recent times, winning the European Cup and this sort of thing, there's a load of people, oh, I'd love to go and watch them and, you know, going to have newer fans. So basically the club can now, we're not going to go to the game, can bring anyone in to take our place really so that's kind of a thing that we've got to work out how do we as a, a fan group connect with our newer fans because the thing is what's relevant to us now might be relevant to them in three four years time you know they may have a kickoff time next year which is 7:45, and then they'll be wanting us to help them so obviously for anyone going it's difficult to miss the game brilliant enjoy the game but these these are things that are relevant to everybody uh, us newer fans and you know, we just think it was the right thing to do to, sh to stand up and, and, and say we don't think this kickoff time is, is right. Well, it shouldn't. Surely, you shouldn't be burdened by your success either. You know, as working class fans, you should be able to get to. You know, you should have the choice to be able to get to every single game, shouldn't you? Really, and, and it's almost like City are winning so many games at the minute. They're in so many different competitions that the fans are going to have to spend more money, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't be a thing, really, where you are burdened by your success. Well, it, so this was the first time that the FA uh, Community Shield was played at 5:30 on a, on a Sunday. I mean, last year it was at the King Power in Leicester. We've had it at Villa Park before. We've had it on a Saturday as well. A Saturday even at five isn't as bad. You know, people have got the next day off, but a lot of people are in work tomorrow and stuff like that. So there's a, there was no precedent for this game to kick off at this time. And um, it might be uh, that next year it's Newcastle against Liverpool. And again, that, that's two sets of fans going from the north. ITV want that five o'clock, 5.30 time. Uh, for the games because they think that's the prime TV coverage time. So when we played United in the uh, FA Cup final, originally it was due to take place at 5.30. The police then put it back and said, you know, this is yeah. it's a liability. 
ITV, if they had their way, would have this game at 5.30, and the FA, because they need to pay off Wembley, will take the money. So this could be the same scenario next year, uh, and it could be that us as fans have to come up with different tactics to raise awareness about this, you know, because we've got all sorts of kickoff times coming up. We've got 7 o'clock on a Sunday coming up. Uh, you know, what's going to happen there? Be Even a neutral ground, Dan said. Well, I mean... Yeah, I mean, Wembley itself is a great venue. Everyone loves going to Wembley. It's the travel to and from Wembley. Uh, there's a little bit of Wembley fatigue with our support, and that's why, you know, fans were saying, we don't, you know, what, what's the, why, why should we go there? And they lost people at that moment when they said it was half five. No matter they brought it back to four, okay, but I think people have made the minds up already. Should we just give them an option to go somewhere if they want to watch it in Manchester? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, everybody, we're now going to cut to Wembley to speak to Simon Bakowski, who is there to chat about Manchester City versus Arsenal. Manchester City are back at Wembley. They start the season here in the Community Shield against Arsenal, uh, the location where they beat Manchester United in the FA Cup final to win the second of three trophies last season, completing the treble in Istanbul. And after a few months off, they are back um, looking to win a fourth trophy of the calendar year with uh, two more potentially still to come. Pep Guardiola has already said that his squad aren't quite at, at full fitness um, as they build towards the Premier League defence. They've had a tour of Japan and Korea, but they're not as sharp um, as they could be going into this game. So we may see that come into play. But what we will learn from this City team is have they got the the mentality and the attitude to fight again for trophies because they're up against an Arsenal team who lost out to them last year in the Premier League, have made significantly uh, bigger signings than them uh, in signing Declan Rice, who City wanted to sign, and also the business they've they've also done shows that they mean business. City, they've signed Matteo Kovacic, um, who should be involved today. Josko Gvardiol will not be involved today, uh, even though he completed his move yesterday. Um, so it should be a very similar side to the one that we saw in the FA Cup final um, and even if City aren't quite as fit as we're used to seeing them uh, we will be able to tell early days if uh, they've still got that fight to, to go out and try and win everything again this season. Well everybody that's it from us for now but make sure you check in post game after hopefully a Manchester City win. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. 
They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. See you soon. Hello everybody, it is Connor McGilligan here post-Manchester City's loss. It isn't Simon Bakowski or Joe Bray, you've got me for this one, so I hope that's okay. Uh, but today on the Talking City podcast, this has been a bit of a, a varied one, and I hope you've enjoyed it, of course. But unfortunately, City went out in the Community Shield. Um, I say out as if it's a competition. It feels like it's a competition with how the Arsenal fans were reacting and the Arsenal players were reacting after that win on penalties. It was uh, it was incredible, wasn't it? It was it was as if they'd they just won the Champions League or the league. Some some real celebrations there. But you know, if you've not won it for a long time. Um, you know, succession of trophies, then uh, I guess this is a good start for them. But has it given them the mental edge? I don't think so. I think it's very, very comparable to Liverpool at the start of last season when obviously it was Nunes versus Haaland and everybody was going a little bit over the top with with those bizarre comparisons. Do you remember it was Haaland's never going to score a goal again and Nunes is going to go forward and be the best player on planet Earth. And then Erling Haaland went and scored 52 goals and was probably the best player in the world last season. So I don't think you can take a lot from it. I think City fans, the the general feel is that, look, it's it's just the first game of the season. It, it just is what it is. And it's not even really the first game of the season. It's it's a glorified friendly, isn't it? And that's not coming from a bitter lemon side. I think it would have been excellent if City won. But the, the beautiful thing about why it's a glorified friendly is because you get to learn a lot about some players. And, you know, when you're coming up against Declan Rice, when you're coming up against players of that ilk, you know, um, for, you know, Kai Havertz, obviously some new signings that Arsenal had made as well, and the quality that they've got at their disposal, Martin Odegaard, etc. You're able to get a real measure for how Manchester City's new players are going to do. I thought Matteo Kovacic was decent in there today, so that's something you learn from a, a bit of a glorified friendly. Cole Palmer, I thought was very good when he came on. We saw a little bit of a sprightly Phil Foden who came on to replace Jack Grealish as well. We saw obviously Grealish who, who played nearly you know every every minute to the latter end of, of of last season not have the best game. Erling Haaland definitely not have the best game, but we we've seen all this, we've seen the patterns, we've seen these players develop when the season starts, and that's why I think you can't really take much from it. You can't really be that disappointed from it as well. It's that the key lessons are what Pep Guardiola takes away from this. He was speaking in a very jovial mood in his press conference, speaking about how him and Carl Walker went out for food the other night and he was disappointed Carl Walker didn't pay and how Cole Palmer's like top class and he's going to be training with the boys tomorrow. 
I think there was a lot of positives that were taken away from that. And I think Pep will have, have, I think he'd have learned a little bit. Don't get me wrong. I think he'd have learned a little bit, but he's not going to learn a ridiculous amount from that. I think it was players getting backed up full fitness. It's it's interesting that Arsenal have won that game. A lot of people talking about that psychological edge, but I really don't think the psychological edge is there, to be honest. You know, I think one of the great things today were, were the fans coming together and, and maybe boycotting going down to Wembley. What an effort it was for all those City fans who went down, of course, but the fans who wanted to send a message today to the governing football body that is the FA I thought it was fantastic what they did at, at you know the at the um the the band on the wall pub that that we went to today and we've you've heard from earlier on I thought it was excellent what they did and, and really making a stand and that was one of the positives that were taken uh, that, that was taken away today but you know on the pitch I thought you know it was great to see I, th- I thought it was great to see Carl Walker celebration after the Cole Palmer goal as well obviously there's been a lot of speculation um but you know, I th- I think it's I think it's going to be one of those where where City have have, have understood a little bit, have, have gathered a little bit from this preseason game, this glorified friendly. But I think overall, I think losing out on penalties to Arsenal, there's no shame in that, and City are really going to be judged on the first game of the season, aren't they? Um, which is coming around thick and fast, which I'm sure you guys are all excited for. Now, listen, we have got a podcast which is going to be on Tuesday, the Talking City podcast, where we're going to be going on about everything Manchester City in person. We're going to be talking about Simon's trip down to Wembley. You now, what did he get up to? What was what was it like down in London? Was it was it a nice experience? What, what were the City fans like down there? Was there a whole host of City fans outside? Was there more than usual? Was there less than usual? Um, you know, what, what was what was it all like down there? And we're going to get a little bit of a feel of that. We're going to be talking everything Manchester City, guys. Thank you for your support, and we'll see you on Tuesday with the Talking City podcast. But before I leave you, City fans, here is Pep Guardiola with his press conference. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Simon? Yeah, my first words, congratulations Arsenal for the Community Shield trophy. Uh, we were close. Uh, good 25-30 minutes. The last 15-20, the first half, they were better. They have a good two chances, like uh, Stefan and defenders block really well. Second half were much, much better. We played a really, really good second half. Uh, our energy for the new players, especially more players, the one against one, like Phil, Kevin, even Cole, they were close. And at the end, yeah, we could not do it. And the penalty takers, they were better than us. Um, he has to go, but go home with the family and 
and was not here. Chris? No, no, it's not annoying. It's, we have to used to get used to. Uh, I had the feeling, not because we were winning 1-0, it's just for the fact that I had the feeling that didn't happen much to extend eight minutes. But it's a good question for the international board and all the people, because they don't consult to the managers, they don't consult to the players, what is the opinion. Then we go there, we have to accept it. So they have to accept it, they have to, to do it. So, uh, but this amount of games, now is not going to play 90 games. Now the games will be 100 minutes, that's for sure. 100 minutes. It, it never happened today. It was eight minutes. Imagine when, because they extend four goals. And every time you score a goal, a game, 4-3, you put 30 seconds or 45 seconds for seven goals. Tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., I'm here playing. Uh -huh. Don't ask me my opinion, please. Don't ask me my opinion. Mark? Like you said before, you mentioned about how Arsenal had, had two weeks extra preparation and obviously you finished last season. Like, do you think that was a factor today? No. No, no, no. The, the team behaved unbelievable. Unbelievable. So the second half, the last minutes, a lot of attacking players were there. They push a lot and it's normal. And So it's normal that we are a little bit, but... So we are not NBA that you finish, you have three months off to recover, not here, especially here, for the bad seasons or the good seasons. So it didn't happen and, and you have to adapt. So that's why I'm surprised how good we behave. The reality is, is what it is. We face an extraordinary team. It happened last season, this season again. So, and we were close. We are a little bit disappointed for the fact that uh, we were close, but it's football and obviously you, you cannot win, it's just to bring minutes to the to the players and and thinking on Friday to go to, to Barney to play. It's a great job by Cole Palmer. Yeah. What have you got a plan for him this season? But tomorrow's going to train with us. So we have a lot of uh, confidence with him. We have uh, appreciated a lot. I know he wanna play last season didn't play much. We have to, the agent, you know, himself had to talk with the club. I want, he want to stay, we are more than pleased, he want to leave. I don't know what's going to happen, find a solution for him. Uh, because, of course, he's a, he's a top, top player. Oh, yeah? I'm so disappointed that I should pay, he didn't pay me. So, and, uh, and that is not nice for his side. Um, yeah, I was for a long time, not now for this situation, so for a long time we were looking forward to to dinner together. Sometimes I do it with some players and it was nice. He's the only captain, so seven years together working and it's so important. A player for us and hopefully, hopefully he can stay. At the end we have one more contract, it's not the end of the contract, so if someone wants him, have to talk to the to the club and the, like a case for Bernardo. So we want him to stay because they are so important for us. We finished incredible stress season last season. We have. Uh, the players went to the national teams, you know, and they have maybe not even three weeks. And we came back, and but we train 
in Manchester a little bit before we went to to a tour Tunisia, did really well, and when we come back there, we could not train because it's impossible to train there. We played decent games against Bayern Munich and the other two, Yokohama and Atletico Madrid. And after we come back here, they, they did an incredible three days. They saw that still the guys are here, so we, can, we cannot complain. I know how difficult is this competition. I know we have to, if we'll be able to rise our mentality to say, okay, we can do better, we can do better. After one everything, I don't know the feeling that we can do better. That is the target. And, yeah, we'll see. Gary? I just hesitate to ask this because I know you're a winner, the team are winners, but we lost the Major Shield last season. We're on three in a row. We lost three in a row. Yeah. Do you know why? Yeah. Because we won the Premier League. Sorry? Does it really matter? What? Losing this game. Congratulate us, and it's football. Sometimes win, sometimes lose. We did it. So. Congratulate my opponent and time to celebrate it and yeah, just prepare. What, what can I say? So, we're Manchester City, are a good team, but sometimes you always you lose competitions and games. So, I want to say something. The exceptional is win the travel. You know, this is exceptional. We came here for the way we played to win it. We were so. We are disappointed right now for the fact that uh, we were so close, one or two minutes away, you know, to 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 win the the trophy. But winning or losing, the situation I know right now is the the position of the team, and you have to recover well and prepare the game against Varley and have to travel to to Athens to play at 10 p.m. Finish at two on Friday, come back and after thank you Saturday against Newcastle at home. So this is my plan, you know, it's next, winning or losing. So we would love to, to win today, absolutely. But sometimes you have to accept that uh, you give credit to the opponent too. Mike? They, <coughs> Gundos is gone. And when you finish, always we do it when you finish the transfer window in, and we have the squad when we have, the players will choose who is the captain. And every day choose, I support 100%. Not yet. Not yet. No, but always, all the time we do. When the captain stay, you know, we don't leave. Fernandinho was the previous season left. They both. Gundo now is left. We both. And after we see what happened. But of course, the figure of Kevin is so important, it's part of, of that. Last couple of guys on here. We've seen the 52nd minute, something we don't see very often. So the both teams were talking to their managers, 10 guys, one for that, and there was an injury. And Michael was talking to 10 players, and you were talking to 10 players. In terms of the manager, managerial decisions, how did it affect the game? Because you started 15 minutes quite good, then Arsenal came back and got out of, of the wall. You put Bernardo inside, and that changed something in the game. Then in the 16th minute, you made the other changes. It seemed like a chess game from time to time within the game. As a manager, how does it feel to have our influence? Our influence with the, during the game when the game happened is so mina. So it's not much. It's not basketball. I have them out and do it. It was an exceptional because I think Kyle at the end was there, or in the first half, I don't know if it was Odegaard. I think so. Uh, and they come for the water as well. And when they come to you try to use the something, you know, adjust something that maybe you believe we can do, we can do better. So 
that is this the point. But except half time, our influence is not too much in the in the yellow of the game. Last one here, please, guys. Okay. Um, Erling Haaland was coming off the back of an incredible season last year. How confident are you but a lot. He's a winner, he's a good mentality and minutes and rhythm and and that is what uh, what he needs. He's so tall, he's so big, he moves this body. It's completely different than Bernardo, for example, or Phil or the other players. So that's why he's a... Yeah, he's a... Today he played 60, 65 minutes and yeah, and I'm pretty sure against Barley will be will be in better condition. The, injury, uh, the substitution wasn't to do with injury or not? No, 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 no. We need a fresh legs in that moment. But, uh, Julian was outstanding. The game he played, the foul, and pff, was exceptional. And and that's why that's why I said to them. So if I can, I would do four or five. I would do four or five. We could do six. So, okay. Thank you. Thank you guys.